In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I, I have a problem today that I would like to share with you. And some of you are not going to think this is a problem at all. You're going to think I'm crazy for thinking that it's a problem. But let me, let me tell you what the problem is, and, and then I'll tell you why I, I think it's a problem. And, and my problem is that I just don't get it. <laughs> I just don't understand the obsession or, or even the passing interest that anyone here in America has with the British royal family. Now, now, maybe you are interested, so I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I just don't understand why. Uh, maybe it's because it all seems kind of pretend to me, all made up. Uh, they, they seem like just figureheads. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a good American, I don't know, and, and, and you know, we fought to break free from, from that royal family uh, so long ago. I, I don't know what it is, but I just don't get it. It's of no interest to me. When, when everyone was so worried a few weeks ago about Harry and Meghan you know, leaving behind their royal duties, I shrugged my shoulders. I thought, so what? Now, maybe you're with me, maybe you're not, I, I don't know, but, but this is a problem, and let me tell you why. Uh, do, do you know what Jesus talked about more than anything else during his, his earthly ministry as he walked the streets of Judea with his disciples? Do you, do you know what you could hear Jesus preaching about, teaching about, talking about on just about any given day? Any guesses? Uh, you could leave your, your guesses uh, in, in the comments below. Uh, maybe some of you would guess something like love. And Jesus did talk a lot about love. That would be a pretty good guess. Uh, maybe uh, some of you are a little more cynical and you're, you're thinking money, right? All Jesus talked about was money. And, and Jesus did actually say a lot about money. Uh, maybe you're thinking something like sacrifice or service or loving your neighbor or the cross, something like that. And Jesus talked about all those things. But the number one thing Jesus mentioned during his ministry, what you could hear him talking about on any given day was the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the, the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was always talking about life in the kingdom. Matthew's gospel, the gospel of Matthew, his retelling of the story. He talks about it an awful lot there, but, but it's everywhere. In the beginning of Mark's gospel, it's like the first thing Jesus says. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come. It's, it's here now. And, and, and books have been written, to be honest, about what the kingdom is and where is it and how do we find it and, and what it looks like. And we don't have time to go into all of those discussions, but there is one thing that we need to talk about when it comes to the kingdom, one necessary part of the kingdom. One thing you need to have to have a kingdom, and that's a king, right? And it's Jesus' assertion every time he talks about the kingdom of God when he declares that it has come, right? His assertion is that he's the king, right? Uh, that, that he is reigning and ruling over his people. That's what a kingdom is, right? A people with a king. And, and he's saying, that's me. I am the king. And so we need to talk about today. What I'd like for us to talk about is what does it mean to have our king be Jesus. I think for some of us, that's a, a way of thinking about Jesus that's hard to wrap our minds around. You know, I asked you at the beginning of the service uh, to, to let me know and, and to think seriously about who Jesus is for you. Right? And, and maybe you said that he was your friend. And, and that's great, he is. Or, or maybe a word that came to you was Savior or, or Lord. Or, or I don't know what that word was, but, uh, but Jesus also says that he's our king. And for some of us, that's hard to wrap our minds around, right? Because we're good Americans and, and, and we don't like to think of, of one person having all the power over us, right? We value democracy where the, the power is spread about, um, amongst many people. We would like to think, I think most of us, that we have some semblance of power, no matter how small that might be. And, and so it's hard for most of us because of our context to, 
to, to really understand what it means when Jesus says that he is king. But I think it's important that we do so because it's something that Jesus talked about all of the time. And if you're like me and you just don't get it, like why do we care about royalty and, and we just don't know, we don't have a good example of what it looks like, right? Then we're really going to have to work hard to, to get into the mind of Jesus to understand what he meant when he declared himself to be king of our lives. Now, now that's something for you to think about and you could write another comment in our video today. What does it mean to you that Jesus is king of your life? We could talk about this for hours. Uh, but I'd actually like to just cut to the, cut to the chase. And, and you see, what I think it means for us when Jesus says that he's king is, is it means everything we would hope it means, right? Everything that our hearts long for deep down inside, even if uh, it's not always apparent. When, when Jesus says he's king, what he's saying is, is that, that he's got the power. That, that there is someone who has power to, to do the things that, that need to get done, and it's him. And, and what he's saying is that he is strong, right? He is strong enough to overcome every obstacle that's in our lives. What he's, what he's saying is that we have victory over our enemies, that our king has won. What he's saying is that we have hope for the future. What he's saying is, is that we have security in the present. What he's saying is, is that we don't have to live in fear, that, that the feeling of, of settledness, that, that, it, that it's ours in him. What it means to have King Jesus in your life is everything that deep down inside your soul aches for. It's yours in him. Now, now maybe you're still having trouble coming to terms with this. And, and for good reason, right? Because because of the world we live in, uh, especially lately with the coronavirus and all of the, the havoc and chaos it's creating, people are losing their jobs, people are losing loved ones, people are losing their lives, uh, people are having their finances completely wiped out. And it would be easy to question, like, how can Jesus say he's king, right? How can he say that he's ruling with power and, and might? How can he say that victory is ours and we can have hope for tomorrow? Tomorrow looks to be worse than today, right? Um, it can be hard to believe that there's a king. And, and we might wonder if, if Jesus is it, if Jesus is king, why doesn't he do something about everything going on? And everything going on today is on top of everything that's always been going on, our, our usual trouble, right? Well, the truth is Jesus is king. Uh, but, but the way that he reigns and rules as king is so different than anything else we're used to, right? Jesus is not like the British royalty, right? His kingship looks different. He's not just a figurehead. And, and Jesus, he's reigning and ruling not like our, or even our American politicians, right? His, his rule is different. And, and Palm Sunday reminds us of that, right? It's, it's obvious in Palm Sunday he's king, that the people are waving their branches, which was a sign in his day of of welcoming him as a king. It was, it was something that you would only do to a, a king returning from battle. And they lay their cloaks and, and their clothes on the ground, kind of like paving a red carpet for Jesus, right? And, and where is he going? He's, he's being ushered into Jerusalem, that holy city. And we know that the Israelites had been longing for a king who would beat back their, their enemies and raise them up and declare to them victory. It, it's obvious today that, that, that Jesus is being treated as a king. But what's also obvious is, is what kind of king Jesus sees himself as. And that's a humble king. 
right? The, the people are the one waving the palm branches and rolling out the red carpet, but it's Jesus who's, who's getting up on a donkey, not some glorious white stallion, right? He enters Jerusalem with humility. And that's how we have to view the, the kingship of Jesus as a humble, as a humble kingship. And the way that Jesus enacts his reign, just like on that Palm Sunday, is is always surprising. It it always looks so different than we would expect it to. Uh, Let me just uh, give you one example. Let me me try to explain it like this. Uh, I I would like to think of myself as king of my life, at least in some small part. But but very obviously, it's become uh, abundantly clear that that's not the case. Uh, You see, uh, some of you know that we have a new baby at home. And it is abundantly obvious that, that she's the queen of the house, right? She calls the shots, she sets the agenda, she writes our calendar for the day. She dictates everything about our lives uh, these days. Uh, she's the, the queen of the house. And most of the time, 99% of the time, I am 100% okay with that. Uh, I am happy to do her bidding. But I have to be honest, there's like uh, this, this little tiny part of me, this little sliver every once in a while that, that longs for the good old days when... I wasn't in charge of the house, but I could kind of kid myself into thinking I had some power, some control, right? I, when I could do what I want, when I want, right? And, and there, the, every once in a while, I'll be changing a diaper and I'll think to myself how far I have fallen, right? And in those moments when uh, I'm changing the di- diaper and uh, my hands are full of baby poop and I smell like, well, I've been changing a diaper, right? No one would walk into my house at that moment and point at me and say, wow, that guy must be the boss. He calls the shots. That's the king here, right? No one would think that. It's obvious that that's not the case, at least according to our worldly ways of thinking and standards. Because you see, Jesus shows us his power. He declares his victory. He gives us hope precisely through Bear with me here in this analogy, changing the dirty diapers of humanity. Jesus shows his power over our enemies, not through marching into Jerusalem with a conquering army behind him, but Jesus shows us his power by laying down his life. Jesus brings us victory, not by standing over his enemies, gloating over their defeat, but by stretching out his arms and dying for those who mocked him. Jesus gives us hope for the future, not in some glorious display of lights and magics, not in some big showy, fancy way, but but through an empty tomb. See, the reign and the rule of Jesus, it is humble. It looks backwards. It's not at all what, what we would expect. It wasn't on that first Palm Sunday. Right? Think about where Jesus was going. When Jesus marched into Jerusalem, he would not take a, a seat on some throne. He wasn't going straight into the temple. No, he was going to a cross where he would lay down his life for the world. Jesus is king, but he is a king unlike any other. And if you can't wrap your mind around it, I think that's okay. Because we just have no other frame of reference for a king like Jesus. And we need to learn through the scriptures, through the life and the example of of Jesus, through what he has done for us on the cross and from the tomb. We need to learn from him what kind of king he is. Uh, Again, a king unlike any other.
What does this mean for us, right? That's maybe the most crucial question for today. I've asked you a few questions. I've asked you, who is Jesus for you? I've asked you, what does it mean to have a king like Jesus? But now I want to ask you maybe the most important question, and that is, what does it mean for you, for you, to have Jesus as king of your life? And I think that it means two important things for us today. First, to have Jesus as king over our lives means that, that we have security for today. Right? We have a security for today that this world cannot give us. We have Jesus as king. Our, our futures are secure, but, but so are our todays. What, what it also means is, is that we have, we have a calling for today. We are called to extend God's kingdom to reign and rule on his behalf here in this world. We are called to live like him on behalf of his people, just as Jesus lived a surprising life of service and sacrifice, just as he showed his power and declared his victory by changing the dirty diapers of humanity. We will do the same, right? We will get our hands dirty out of love for those around us. We will take care of the poor. We will feed the hungry, right? We will call the lonely. We will do things that might not get noticed by the rest of the world, but we do them as we follow in the footsteps of our King Jesus, a King who is unlike any other. But what a King he is, a King worthy of our hosannas, a King who who can and has saved us. In Jesus' name.